Welcome to The She Births Show, a place to inspire your birth, evolve your parenting and help you live a life you love. I'm Nadine Richardson, your host and creator of the scientifically verified birth education program, She Births. I'm also a mother, yoga teacher, doula, author and speaker. At She Births, we have supported thousands of families around the world for over 13 years with our unique program. And our vision is to make birth better for every family around the world so that everyone experiences a beautiful birth no matter what unfolds. Not only do we help people have beautiful births, but we also give them the skills and the philosophy to enjoy pregnancy and make parenting easier as well as our world-class birth ed, taken either face-to-face or online in our app, we also have a free pregnancy guide designed to help you feel calm, connected and inspired as you and your baby grow. We have a doula matching service, the perfect way to ensure you and your partner are completely supported throughout the whole journey. And we have our soul mama circles, which are the perfect postpartum network help optimize your mindset and design your life in parenthood. Remember, if you like what you hear today, subscribe, share with a friend and leave us a review. If you're a parent about to be one, fellow health professional, join us now for an inspirational deep dive into topics with experts around the globe. We hope you enjoy this special episode. Welcome to episode two of Corinne and Andy's story. Today we share the amazing natural births of their twin girls, Ivy and Rocky, born frank and complete breach. I really hope you enjoy the way that we talk about birth, not only about the mechanics, but also about traversing those psychological and emotional challenges. And the reminder of how important it is at these times to have people around you that are giving power back to you. Sharing our stories in a deeper way like this honours all parts of ourselves. It also allows for embodiment and integration. And I call this birth harvesting. I'm writing more about this and how to prevent birth trauma in my upcoming book. So make sure you follow me and She Births on socials. And subscribe to our podcast to hear more conversations about what really matters to all of us on the inside. In today's episode with Corinne and Andy, we talk about discovering the wild woman in your base chakra, she. How regional hospitals are often unable to assist with higher risk births. The challenge of changing location and travelling to a supportive hospital and how even a supportive system can leave you in tears after each appointment and how to get back into your zone. How interpreting statistics and making risk assessments is unique to each of us. Avoiding an induction and refusing an epidural. Having a dialogue with your cervix and how she, the wild woman, is always there using affirmations in labour and a birthing stool squatting position for breech babies. We hope you enjoy. And then when we did our, the six-week scan and we found out it was twins, (laughs) um, you know, one, we were 
extremely surprised. Have a few beers that night, Andy? Yeah, oh, it was a quiet trip down. It just couldn't hurt a pin drop. Uh, yeah. And the 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 German Ica, the German uh, the doctor that owns it, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the practice there. And Kroon was laying on the bed, and because we actually joked about it with Navy's birth, we're like, "Oh, we have twins. We've got two. Yeah, let's go two 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 for one type of thing." And then going in the second time um, for the ultrasound, um, the thought didn't even come into our minds. Uh, and then as you're laying on the bed, they hit that right, the perfect angle. And Mike is like, oh, can you uh, can you see that? And Corinne's like, can you see that? And I, and I was a bit, a bit further back. I couldn't. So I moved him really close and she got the right angle and it was the really two, perfect, clear, like, two, you know, sacks, two, yeah. two houses, two bubs. Um, <laughs> and I think I just froze. Hilarious. And that I just, I just, yeah, I was just stunned. I would just yeah. would probably, yeah, tears and then tears of joy, but also the unknown. Um, and then it was a really quiet drive home. Um, because we were just like, wow, it's actually wow, wow we've got twins. Yeah. And we don't have twins on either side of our family as far as we know. So it's a wow. pretty special jackpot. Um but yeah, and then I, you know, I contacted my midwife again saying, twins, oh my goodness, like let's do this. And I actually didn't realize she said, Oh, no, 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 there's there's no, you know, home birth with twins. And I actually was completely unaware. And, mm. you know, I remember going, I remember being confused going, but I've seen, I've seen, you know, home births of twins. I've seen these footage, you know, I follow, you know, these wonderful yeah. you know, uh, midwives. And, and I remember, you know, going back on and looking at these videos and then I realised they were overseas. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when it all changed for me. Mm. Um that disappointment took the wind out that, of the sail yeah yeah and I just I almost didn't believe it and I just I didn't understand why um and I even remember talking to to Claire my midwife and like is there anyone like can we you know I heard um there was an, an obstetrician that had retired down this way on the south coast who was happy would birth twins in the hospital local hospital down here and he had retired. I, you know, I remember almost being in a panic, going, "Can we ask him? Like, do you think he can come back and, you know, um, so we can birth the twins down here?" And um, that's so when he went to Shoalhaven, like the hospitals, Shoalhaven. Shoalhaven, yeah. Office. So, Caesar is the well, option. That's, that's it. Yeah. So we've got, you know, Maria Hospital because, um, you know, the obstetrician who recently retired, who happily did twins. Um, he was no longer there, so Maria wasn't an option. So I had to look at Shulhaven Hospital and I, you know, did my appointments, um, you know, early on with the obstetrician and it was just, you know, C-section talk. Um, so that's when, you know, I spoke to um, my midwife who was looking um, after me through the hospital and, and um, she actually called on my behalf to Wollongong Hospital um and she spoke to them and I actually spoke to a midwife there at Wollongong Hospital myself uh saying you know I, I really want to have a vaginal birth um with these twins um and also as you know low intervention as as possible with twins um and she couldn't guarantee me it was pretty much you know there was two obstetricians there one was more likely to be happy to give it a go but it really depended on you know the positions of the twins 
and look to me, you know, as my birth went along, um, there always seemed to be one bub that was breached. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, with twins, you have a lot more scans, monthly scans, um, and they ended up both both being breached. And this is where I, I panicked. Um, I think I we spoke before that though, right? Didn't we talk before that? Because I remember you yeah, freaked so, out about yeah. where that conversation once once yeah once actually I had that conversation with Wollongong Hospital and there just wasn't that confidence there that I'd be given the go to have a vaginal birth that's when you know I I reached out to you and I said you know I I don't know what to do here um you know I feel like this was all going downhill and I felt like I was losing control um and I was mad. I remember just having a lot of anger inside of me that my choice of how I wanted to birth was being taken away and I was really impacted. I was almost, mm. you know, obs- obsessed by it but in a negative way um, and I just remember just had a lot of anger and rage flowing through me and I and I hated that because that's not what, <laughs> what emotions um, and and chemicals, you know, and hormones should be flooding your body, you know, during pregnancy. Um, and that's when I, I reached out to you, um, hoping, you know, you could give me a, a bit of guidance. And I think I was just basically, you know, saying to you, you're fine. You're going to be fine. This is just the next upgrade. You've had such a big, like, ascension program in the first birth that, of course, nature's like, oh, she can handle, you know, she's done her master's now. We'll give her the PhD. <laughs> yeah. You That's know, then like it. Shakti embodiment. Let's For like sure. step it up. She can handle it. Just like you said, Andy, when we came online, I'm doing good. You know, we're not getting much sleep, but I'm married to super mama here. <laughs> and- and that's it. And that's where, you know, I realised that, um, you know, this was the journey that we were blessed with. Um, and the one thing I had control over was my mind and my mental state through this. So, you know, that was moving forward, that that was going to be the biggest challenge for me. Um, you know, so and as we got closer, um, you know, I was connected with with Dr. Bissett's, um, which, you know, ended up being, you know, I was very grateful because both girls ended up becoming breached. Um, so we were referred to Randwick Hospital. I didn't actually meet Dr. Bissett's um, closer until maybe 35, yeah. 35 weeks, only really maybe two, weeks, two, two, two half, three, three weeks, weeks out. Beforehand. Yeah. Um, so we started doing our appointments up at the hospital at, at Randwick and, you know, I so felt... You would drive up for the day. Yeah, we would do the four-hour trip. Um, every week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Weekly. The, the, the appointments went from... And that, guys, like it's full commitment, you know, like... Well, it was and, and it was hard and part of me, you know, part of me was thinking, oh, gosh, you know, people probably think I'm so silly putting all this effort in and... And, um, you know, it was disheartening because we were doing our appointments and we are having, you know, having chats with, you know, obstetricians there. Um, we hadn't met Dr. Bissett's yet. But even the conversations in our appointments were the same, that, you know, a vaginal birth, 
an, a, an active and um, inter, low intervention vaginal birth for twins pretty much isn't a thing and it won't happen, you know, it won't be able to happen, um, especially to both my girls were presenting breach. Um, so it was, you know, pretty much a no. I was getting, you know, and, I, and I was walking in there and I put so much effort. I chatted to you about my birth plan. Um, you know, I sat with my wonderful friend who's a midwife down here and we went through our birth plan as well. And I kept going to my appointments going, look, I, I'm completely aware. Trust me, you know, I've done, I'm, I'm taking in the risks that you're talking to me about. I've done my research. I was on, um, you know, breach beyond borders. Um, you know, I knew, I knew the statistics, but I just wanted an opportunity. I wanted to talk about when, Let's talk about the birth when things go right. Yeah. Let's talk about that twin birth yeah. where my body does what it needs to do and and it and it's function because I believe my body's done it before and I knew I could do it again. The space that we were coming from where it was a pretty it was a, just a magical birth with navy. Um we've kind of come from that end of just a real uh, just being supported embodiment in the process. Um and and really just supported, understood, felt really safe. It was a collaborative effort, and then kind of thrown into that system because we, our choices, you know, our choice of having a home birth with twins was taken from us. Um, you know, and that's I guess the way we. I'll, I'll phrase yeah. that. Um, you know, it's each to their own. I, I totally understand that. Um, but for us, that option was taken from us and that really knocked the wind out of our, out of our sails. Mm-hmm. And when we started doing the trips up, you know, monthly, fortnightly, then weekly, um, a lot of those trips we were going to stay at a friend's place up there on, on the night, you know, just to, you know, catch up with friends and um, whatnot because we were pretty in our little nest down here back down the south coast. Um, a lot of times we would, you know, Corinne would just jump in the car, cry, be bawling her eyes out. I'll be crying. And she's like, I just want to go home. And so we'll jump back in the car and drive four hours south again. And wow. it was just not um, a lot of those trips uh, was not enjoyable. Like it was highly stressful on Corinne, on me, on our relationship. Um, and yeah. we just kind of kept kind of hitting our heads against the wall in a way because we, you know, a lot of the the sessions or meetings or appointments that we had Prior to Bishops, we, we felt, and this is our perception, that it was being guided down a certain way um, and it wasn't really the way that, you know, we wanted to, you know, we know what Corinne's body can do. We want to give it a red-hot crack. Um, and and just we just got, weren't, yeah, we weren't supported that way in the beginning, I guess. I could I could put it that this way. This is a hospital. Sorry, this is a hospital with a breach clinic and a twins clinic. Yeah. It's been established for over a decade. Yeah. And you're still coming out of your appointments crying because of this kind of risk approach that's being kind of dumped onto you. So what were you, what were they saying to you in the appointments? Like what was the language? What were they going through? Was it just that repetition each time having it to- was? And I felt like we heard the same thing. Um, it was just kind of going through um, you know, all the things that could go wrong. Um, you know. We heard probably a couple of times, you know, with uh, the risk of uh, like a headlock or something like that. Yeah, um, two twins kind of like you know, that. Um, yeah, but, you know, we had DCDA twins, so they had their own sack and their own placenta and, um, 
yeah, this is where, you know, knowing the statistics and we would ask for the statistics, sometimes we wouldn't always get it. Um, So, you know, I had to, you know, do my own research and I actually knew, you know, obviously there is always that risk um, and that is their job to obviously, you know, have that discussion with us. Um, Yeah, so. And this is our our experience. Yeah. And it's not putting uh, any blame or anger on on any individual people at all. This is just just our, this is our, our, our our journey I guess through that I kind of feel though like the whole point of a system is to be systematic and to you know have an architecture amongst people and resources so that things flow smoothly and one of the ways that things flow smoothly is that you keep a record of whether you've had the conversation with the people about what the risks are yeah and you should have the stats there and present those as well and if the couple has said I'm comfortable with those risks. We would still like to proceed with attempting. Move forward, yeah. And it's done. Tick box, yeah. not have to happen again. And okay. so the system should adapt according to what your requests are because the safety net is there. Sure, they're not comfortable with it, but that's their problem. I don't know. I mean, yeah. why? I mean, I think this is what you're doing. You're really, and what I see a lot of she births do is like they demand better better care, more respect for choices, and they're actually educating people in the system around how they want to be treated and what kind of birth they want. And yeah. I think this is like a grassroots kind of movement and it can feel pretty um, tough and like you're alone. And I suppose I just really want to emphasise that for all the families that are out there, you know, demanding more of our yeah, system. And- and really, I I was a lucky one that I had yourself to talk to. I had my friend who was a midwife and then, you know, Navy's midwife that I would, you know, talk to afterwards. I would, I would come out of these appointments and they would, you know, remind me that, you know, you, you can do this. Um, you know, I, and it is, yeah, and that's, I feel like that's sad that I had to, you know, I I didn't feel supported in the hospital system um, prior to our appointments with with visits, and you know, also to I think an important note was that um, one of our twins, um, twin A Ivy, she was um, you know measuring on the smaller side, um, and you know, even though we you know every appointment we would have um, the ultrasound and I'd have the um, amniotic fluid. Um, you know, checked, perfect. We would have the Dopplers, which is the blood flow between the placenta and baby um, and the umbilical cord would have that checked every every week. Oh, every fortnight, sorry. Perfect, you know, everything. There was no signs that, you know, anything could go wrong. But then there's this, there was this constant conversation, oh, you know, you're putting, you know, the twin A being a small baby and having a vaginal birth, that's, you know, a high risk there and, um and also too I you know I wanted to try and go spontaneously as well and as we're creeping closer to you know 35 weeks 36 weeks um you know and I I was aware that they wanted to induce at 37 and we're getting there and I was like but I feel great you know I know the bubs are fine I feel great like why can't I just be left to be (laughs) you know and I just found this so confusing and I just 
every appointment it's like oh this small baby this small baby and and there's a point where we actually um uh you know we're told oh you need to get bloods again need to get bloods again and uh, there was a couple of times where we just went we don't need to like we 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 don't we know everything else is tracking well you got bloods two weeks ago uh why do it just for the sake of it type of thing um and because you'd go in the waiting room then it'd be another hour to wait and you know we've just been in a car for four hours we've been in back-to-back appointments because you're trying to make them all fit in the afternoon on certain days there um and because we're traveling that's added more time and so by the time we got to that and I think we did it once or twice and then we just looked at each other and we went I think you called you called maybe one of the midwives and just said do we even have to do this like we're just like a pincushion and we went no let's just let's not worry about it Do we even have to do this? People don't know that actually everything that's recommended within a system, you are not obliged to do. Mm -hmm. They have no right to make you do that or or to tell you that you have to do that or to use coercive language in the explanation of that. And it was very much like that. Yeah, yeah. And, look, we even... We even found out as well, you know, when when they were talking about Ivy Twin A being small, they plotted they plotted her on a graph, but single she graph. it was for a singleton baby graph, and Ooh. so we we actually asked, and you know, thankfully we just thought about it. We just said, oh, well, is there a, is there a twin graph? Does this exist? Um, and we were told yes, and I said, well. Can she be plotted on a twin graph? Oh, we don't use it. And I'm like, well, we're at a, a twin clinic, you know. Really confusing. It was, really it was all about small baby. Like, was, you know, 2.7. Yeah. She was, we just make, we we're not make, big people. We make yeah. small to normal size kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a lot of, I guess, the coercive language around, oh, it's a small bub, you need to have this, you need to have high this, risk it's high of, risk. Yeah. And we're like, well, we have small bubs. All the tests that we're having and measurements are all she's fine. Healthy. Yeah, and then we found out she's growing. It was yeah. being, yeah, the the size was being plotted on on a on a, on a singular, singular singleton one oh, and at a twins clinic. And so there was some weird pauses big, in, yeah. in in those meetings because we we're just like we're just confused, you know. You know, if it was if they were measured on the actual twin graph, then that wouldn't have come across as a small bug um, or high, high risk, as they say. Mm-hmm. So I oh, know there was parts where we were a bit confused. Um, and, again, that was totally opposite to the birthing experience. We hit with Navy. It was just just a complete flow. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that made it difficult and challenging. Yeah. And now for a quick break. At SheBirths, we believe that pregnancy, birth and matrescence, the sacred postpartum, is an awesome rite of passage. Our free holistic pregnancy guide offers you six months of weekly support. Drop straight into your inbox or within our free SheBirths app, you can get content that will nourish your body, mind and soul. You can enjoy prenatal yoga videos, great recipes, birth affirmations, course discounts and more. From me and my team, the creator of the world's only scientifically verified antenatal classes, it is our gift to you. Sign up today and receive the free holistic pregnancy guide at shebirths.com forward slash PG. That's shebirths.com forward slash PG.
but yeah, and then, you know, thankfully, I think it was at 30, 35 weeks, we finally got our appointment with Dr. Bissett and, and, uh, the, yeah, the legend himself. Mm. And, um, oh, that was the first appointment from pretty much the beginning of my pregnancy and appointments with obstetricians that I didn't walk out crying and I felt empowered um and just revived and just I felt back on track and in the mindset that I needed to be and it was purely you know like you said the the language um you know that he used and he you know straight away he said I I asked him I said are you are you confident about you know birthing this double breach and he's you know and he said oh the mechanics of a breach doesn't phase me at all that's no no I'm not concerned and I was like oh thank you I just needed to hear someone that yeah you know just knew that it was possible and and trusted the birth process and Mm. also too he just he took in the whole picture. He saw that I, you know, had a, you know, a wonderful positive, you know, birth experience with Navy. Um, you know, he knew, you know, the work that I was putting in as yeah. well into myself. Um, you know, the way Corinne could like like converse with Dr. Bissett just from her research and her knowledge. Uh, like I'd be sitting there just going, like her Bissett's has made comments. He's like, oh, you you know your stuff and you know you've done your research and Corinne's like I've thrown myself into this I know I know what I can do I know what my body can do um and I remember some of those conversations and but I I remember one of our one or two sessions after with uh Dr B and I had a friend who he said mate make sure that he's the one going to be there you know obviously in a public sector um because uh Anyway, my mate encouraged me to do that. His dad's a doctor. Um, he said, just make sure that's that's happening. Um, and I remember looking at, at Dr. Byrne just in the eye and said, mate, you know, we, we're driving up four hours, you know, eight hours return with a bit of traffic just for you to see you because you're you're the guy that is going to, you know, that, we, that we've heard of and that, you know, you're encouraging us that, you know, to let nature take its path, path and that it can happen. Um, and he just, yeah, he looked at me. I said, I need to know that you're going to be in that room no matter what day, whatever night it is, I need to know that you're going to be there. And he goes, yeah, and then gave us his personal mobile phone number. Yeah. And he said, you just, when, you just whenever it's happening, he goes, I'll be there 100%. Um, and he also said probably 99% of the other guys wouldn't take it on as well. So uh, he said there's, yeah, I don't know. What the double that, breach. Yeah, the double breach. He just said, yeah, 99% of other uh OBs wouldn't take it on so it was that was really reassuring for us because I wanted to make sure you know things were kicking off at you know 2 a.m in the morning and and we're we're coming over we'll stay up early at the time to the to the hospital I want to make sure that you're you're going to be there you know you're the guy that you know we're familiar with Corinne's rules really comfortable with you um you know in her circle that's it's it's imperative that you're there um because you know, there was already had enough curveballs leading up to where we were, and now that we finally had that face to face and had a couple of consults with him, it was a real turnaround point. I could see that in Corinne, just mm-hmm. her, her energy levels. Um, I guess her sense of self was coming back a bit more as well, which was really important leading into the game day with the twins. Totally, totally. You have to go into a labour 
feeling confident, like you're gung-ho and I've got this and I'm going to take this on. But like to have twins and preach, you're like, you've got to be like, yeah, a thousand percent switched on mm. and confident and ready. Like you say, like, did you feel like you managed to get that time to connect with your wild woman, that base chakra she again? Well, look, like, and this this is where I, you know, we had that Zoom meeting with yeah. you. Um, I think maybe that was maybe five days out or something. Um, look, it it was a lot of work, and I probably wasn't where I was when when yeah. I gave birth with Navy. And I think that was because of that real mental challenge of you know every appointment, yeah. walking out feeling really disheartened, and you know just talking that you know my body wouldn't function the way it should. Um, I found that you know really hard and like I said before there was almost you know just a disconnect between you know myself and that she and and that I could do it um and that's when you know I reached out to you and we had that meeting and yeah I really needed to work hard and you know as we we spoke about you know the things that I could do to really help with my mind frame because you know I I was, you know, I experienced that with Navy's birth is that, you know, when you have that really strong, confident mind-body connection, um, you know, that's, it's so important, you know, going into the birth and, and getting through the labour. So I was really worried that, you know, this, neg- this, you know, the stress, also the impact on my body and um, not being as focused as what I know I could. Um, yeah, so, you know, after our chat, we we spoke about, um, you know, really taking that time to, you know, meditate, get back into that meditation. And to be honest, a lot of that was thrown out the window um, because I was so disheartened, yeah. um, you know, so making sure I was doing that um, and just the little things that I could do. And I think when we had that meeting, that Zoom meeting together with Unadine, something that, you know, really struck a chord and I had to remind myself, as you said, that, you know, you, you can have a beautiful birth anywhere and I you know I because I had in my head that this you know hospital birth and with these breech twins it was just yeah you know I was really fearful that um you know it it wasn't going to be the experience that I I knew I could have and and you just reminding me that it is possible to have a beautiful birth in the hospital and, and that's it. And you know, I you know, I had to accept early on that you know I was going to have this birth in a hospital, um, and with and a lot of people in the room. Well, too, that's right? it. Yeah, yeah like we'll, we'll get to that. Front row tickets to a concert. Yeah, hey. that's yeah. it. <laughs> um, so, look, <laughs> like you know, I was very thankful to have that that chat with you. Um, in those couple last couple of days leading yeah. in, and I really just took the time, and and it was hard at that point. We had moved up to Sydney, and we were couch pretty much couch surfing in different wow. rooms. Um, so I wasn't in my nest. Yeah, that's resting. so hard. Do you know how hard I like people who are listening, like who are pregnant, like I bet you they can't even imagine that because like for that first time especially like your nesting is so important oh, and I, I couldn't nest because I was in you know uh, like you know we'll think some of them were our friends homes but others were you know friends of friends that heard our story and they were away you know for the oh. Christmas holidays so they just 
you know, contacted us and opened up their homes to us. So we had, it was Andy and I, and I I had to have Navy with me, of course, because, you know, I needed that oxytocin. I knew how important that was. And I didn't know how long we would be, you know, waiting around in Sydney for. So, and then, you know, we had my mum with us too. So when the time came to go into hospital, someone had to, you know, look after Navy. So the five of us were, you know, couch surfing, um, and that was exhausting. And, you know, I, I felt like I didn't have that normal process of, mm-hmm. you know, just really shutting off, you know, externally and going inward like I, I yeah. did with my first pregnancy. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, we got to 37 weeks and, you know, Dr. Bissett's was really, you know, he was aware that I really wanted to go spontaneously. Um, you know, I felt there wasn't, even though there was this small baby, you know, I knew that she was healthy and safe and I felt good. Um, you know, I wanted to, you know, just be left alone a little bit. Um, you know, it got to the point though, where I was so homesick, you know, and I felt, you know, it wasn't fair on Navy to have her out of the home and, you know, in different places and bouncing around and, you know, living out of suitcases and spending a fortune on takeaway. And, um, it was a lot. Um, so look, one of my blood, my blood tests came back that my platelet count was dropping. Um, so then the discussion actually turned to that, um, you know, I didn't want to, I, Dr. Bissett's didn't want me to have the birth that I wanted, was able to, you know, get through the vaginal birth, but then, you know, my platelet count got so, so low to, you know, everything was thrown out of the window. We didn't want that to happen. Um, so look, we spoke about, um, being induced, um, I decided to do a stretch and sweep just to see, you know, if um, that could kick. I talked to you just before that, wasn't it? And you were a bit undecided. So did yes. you decide on the day when you yeah. went Yeah, well, we did, yeah. We just decided yeah. pretty much at the moment. Or, or, no, we, went through, we spoke about it. Yeah, and we, then we, we spoke just said, about it. We just have a couple of hours. We're going to go for a bit of a walk. Yeah. And we, we wanted to, we obviously called you and, and, uh, and, we and spoke midwife to Claire as well because well, yeah. we just thought, well, wait a second, let's remove ourselves from the hospital. Let's go out, let's get some lunch, let's sit in the sun, let's call some of our people in our inner circle and just get a bit more information, I guess, uh, about the stretch and sweep and, you know, um, yeah, just I guess have that that reassurance um, yeah, but also yeah. just familiar voices that we that yeah. feel more comfortable uh, and, right. and assured with what yeah. we're, we're going to make these decisions. So but really yeah. applying that sort of informed consent um, brand acronym remember that benefits risks yeah. alternatives yeah. intuition and nothing space and time to discuss yeah. and discuss. yeah and I think what was what we really appreciated having the discussions with Dr Bissett he would always say that you know this is this is the hospital recommendations and it is your choice you know nothing is mm. nothing you know when when we booked to um you know have the stretch and sweep he would say you know this is only penciled in, um, you know, it is your discussion. And that was, it was really nice to just have that support. And there was no coercion no, or anything. Yeah. It was, hey, this is, we can put this in and if you want to have it or not, yeah. that's great. Just have yeah. a think about it. Get back to me when you need to. Um, it was really. We really it, appreciate it. Yeah, really appreciate it. And it was just, um, just, it was just his language and just so supportive and calm 
Yeah, and as he said before, as Karin said before, you know, when we asked him about twin breach, he asked, no, nah, mechanics are there, the body's built for it. So yeah, yeah. it was that that helped us feel. And a bit again, more that was, you know, him him giving me the power back to me. And That's he right. knew and I, and I openly said to him that, you know, I'm just I'm really uncomfortable in this hospital system. And, you know, he sensed that and and the nerves and and everything that was happening inside my head and you know, just the way he, you know, just those, the way he would, um, you know, deliver things and the way he would say things to me was really, you know, giving the power back to me and making me feel like I, I had control over my birth. And to be honest, I didn't feel that I had that control all the way through the pregnancy until talking to him. In the end, so, yeah. Yeah. So, look, I, I decided to give the stretch and sweep a go and um you know we went went down to we had that in the morning and we took navy down to you know clavelli beach and mm. um just tried to relax and see what would happen um and things started kicking off oh wow that night yeah so you know i just to get like was hopping in the warm shower and trying to relax and um you know i wanted to make sure that things were progressing as much as possible before i gave um you know dr bissett's a call yeah um you know so i did wait till i felt like you know the the waves and you know had a quite you know a, a bite to them or i shouldn't say it like that but you know just an extra level oh, of yeah. of, know, intensity. of intensity yeah so i i gave him a buzz i think that must have been maybe you know, three or four in the morning saying, you know, I think, you know, I, I'm getting there. So we met him in the hospital. Oh, but before that, you know, as soon as I got in the car, of course, mm. they slowed down. Yeah. And, you know, I got to the hospital and they pretty much stopped, um, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, what contributed to that was getting there and, you know, being, you know, strapped up with the the monitors, um, and you know, as much as I was trying to stay within myself, it, I found it for me personally. I just found it impossible with with that. And I know, you know, having a twin birth is that next level of monitoring. You know, I had two monitors for each bub, and then mm-hmm. another monitor for for something else. It was a lot. And, and coming and, from, again, you know, where we were with Navy, yeah. where it was just absolute just no intervention, left, left alone in the dark. It was uh, straight to this experience. It was yeah. pretty confronting and yeah. it was pretty full on, yeah. Um, you know, and I knew that would happen and that's the discussion that I had with you leading into this is just that, you know, really trying to focus and stay stay inward as much as possible. Um, you know, and, and Dr Bissett, he, he came in and he could see you know, I said, you know, these contractions have stopped and, you know, he 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 left and he just said, look, you know, just let's give it some time. And he left the room and two minutes later, you know, I said to Andy, I think he must have said something because uh, a midwife came in and just started taking everything off me. Wow. And she yeah. said, look, we're just going to, you know, no one's going to come in the room and we're yeah. just going to let you be. So I really think he just told everyone, just leave this girl alone. <laughs> And, and that's him just kind of, you know, yeah. reading the book. Yeah. You know, one of his skill sets is just to, to read the room, to read read yeah. what's going on and, yeah. and didn't even say anything to us. And then yeah. it all kind of, uh, yeah, just slowed down and it was and it was good. Yes. And now for a quick break. Contrary to popular culture, SheBirths believes that childbirth can be the best day of your life. 
It is designed perfectly to be empowering, enriching and bonding. An awesome rite of passage. Our childbirth education programs have helped thousands of families around the world since 2008, allowing families to not only feel empowered through education, but also connect with their innate birthing wisdom to create the best birth possible and begin their parenting journey with confidence. SheBirth's unique methodology was scrutinized in university trials and has been published in the British Medical Journal for improving birth outcomes for both mother and child. I'd like to invite you to begin preparing for birth today. Just go to shebirths.com to discover our two-day weekend face-to-face -face courses or access the online courses from anywhere around the world. That's shebirths.com. Create your beautiful birth with the world's only scientifically verified antenatal classes. So that was that was nice and just to have, you know, it was pretty much until midday um, and he would, you know, he would pop in. It was literally just his face then I would see and just one other midwife where beforehand first coming in there was, you know, multiple people coming into the room. Yes, that's it. So like never seen before. That's it. Yeah. So that was kind of nice just to have, you know, just two two faces that I would see. And um the you know, the head midwife there of the birthing unit was absolutely wonderful. Um mm. so you know, as we get as we got to the the hospital, they take your bloods. Um and it actually came back that my platelets dropped again from the following week. Um, and that's where we had the discussion. Dr. Bissett's came in and said, look, like they're actually at the level now where, you know, if you, you know, were to do this birth and you you got the birth that you wanted, but, you know, you need you need to be out of clot, um, you know, that's what your platelets are for. And, you know, they're getting up to the point where it's it's going to be dangerous and you don't want to get to that point. So we had a discussion and that was pretty much, you know, I, I didn't want to do the work and I put in so much effort to make sure I was, you know, in a place that supported me and, you know, with people that believed in me to, you know, then get through and, you know, things go downhill, you know, I didn't yeah, want to whisked away and separated from my baby. So, look, I said to, I said to uh, Dr. Bissett, that, yeah, let's let's get this moving. Yeah. So, you know, we he said he would come back and he would break my waters. Um, yeah, so he look, he came back, you know, a couple of hours later and it was, you know, time to break the waters. And um, yeah, we did that and and it all pretty, you know, kicked off within yeah. I think half an hour. Yeah. Like he was ready to start coming through. Yeah, 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 that's it. So look and you know what, it was almost a relief and that's where, you know, I knew it was the right decision. You know, I wanted to yeah. keep myself safe as, you know, as well as the babies. So that was 37 it, and four days. Yeah, it, so. it was a it was a relief to to get the ball rolling and look at, yeah, just um, I guess that was a different experience as well, you know, having the waters break and having it, you know, escalate and the surges become strong, you know, in quite a short amount of time. And that's one thing we, we have to just tell people who are listening is that you requested no epidural, whereas the standard practice is yes. that when a woman is induced with twins or where she presents in labour with twins, 
on arrival on presentation, she is given an epidural line and therefore That's it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bed. And you, no, no, we forgot to say, and it's just yeah. making it clear, like that is a really big thing to push back against. Yeah, it was pretty much. Yeah, really. A, um, yeah, and uh, that was one of the main things is that with twins, you have an epidural with the twin birth. And that was like and, textbook for the first couple of meetings yes, big prior yeah. to precepts and we're just like, Karen doesn't want an epidural. She yeah. wants to she, she wants to go, to go without yeah. the epidural and give it a really red-hot crack. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, and I do actually remember the appointment being told, you know, it's just a standard thing with a twin birth that you have an epidural. And I said, does that mean I can't stand and have an active birth? And they said yes. And that's when I broke down because... I, you know, that's all my hard work. That's that's the part of the work, the process. That's the mind-body connection. Like that's, that's listening to your body and moving and feeling your baby yeah. and intuiting. Yeah. So and much to be told that that whole, yeah, and to be told that, that was always going to be taken away. Like I just didn't believe that and that was really disheartening. So, you know, thankfully Dr. Bissett's, um, you know, trust that I could, you know, do it without the epidural. Um so yeah, yeah. So no epidural and things kicked off and I had um, you know, I was just going through the motions. I had a photo there of of Navy and um you suggested as well, you know, do a do some artwork with Navy beforehand. So we did yeah, a little bit of artwork, I think <laughs> the, the day before, and I took that in and I had her artwork there and um that was really important too to be able to you know see her and that was something you know after all this I was able to go home to her so that was a great reminder through the birth as well and um I had you know was just going through my big belly breaths and you know the counting um you know and the you know just resting in between I was moving we had the mat on the floor um so just trying to you know contemplation of twins without an epidural that's it so good like a twins on the floor you know like it was an absolute absolute beast mode i was just like wow i I probably like beast mode beast mode (laughs) yes you know you just you just turn in you just turn in and you know it was see it was always there and that's yeah it it really time in pregnancy and you know she knew what to do Yeah, 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 she knew what to do. And it was funny, you know, as soon as, you know, I felt the surges starting to, you know, vamp up, it just, you know, I just closed my eyes, um, you know, and she just she just stepped up to the table and kind of just guided me through, you know, wow. so I was just doing the breathing, moving around. Um, you know, I was really thankful to have, you know, the, um, the head midwife at the birthing unit. She actually was meant to finish her um shift at three o'clock but she stayed around and she was just you know amazing and just this you know unplanned person in my circle um mm-hmm. as well um we had our photographer yes I um, had that feeling I have to tell them people that like after I saw you spoke to you that last time a few days before you went into labor I was like I woke up one morning I was like you have to have photos like you have to have a photographer and then we reached out to our doula service and gave you three options and it was just so perfect, right, that she was like, a, you know, your doula as well as the yeah. photographer on the day. Yeah, was- yeah, and look, Lauren, Lauren was absolutely like we hadn't met her before. You know, we chatted on the phone I think the day before. Yeah. Um, and she came in and I was, 
funnily enough, I was like, yeah, like you're meant to be in our circle, you know, and she was wonderful. And like you said, she, you know, wasn't just our photographer, but a doula as well. So, you know, and she would just, I felt like she knew when, you know, she just sometimes she just needed to say, you know, oh, you know, perhaps Corinne, like let, let's switch it up or, you know, back to your breath. Yeah, there's some coaching, you know, some back coaching to your breath. there. It was really nice. It was really nice and exactly what I needed. And so, you know, really my circle was, you know, before things started and Dr. Bissett's wasn't here at the moment. It was literally me, Andy, um, the head midwife and, and Lauren. And, um, you know, so, and I just felt, you know, I had, that was my safe circle and again that's why it's so important to you know women should be able to have that choice and and be conscious and purposeful about who's in their birth circle um and you know I remember things you know vamping up and um I put myself back on the toilet I was just almost reliving you know just mm-hmm. um, just yeah going through the motion reliving Navy's birth and um you know I had with each surge, I had, you know, the same visualization. I was talking to my cervix about, you know, really opening up and, um, you know, my prep for this was, you know, how you tighten your pelvic floor and really relax it. I just made sure with each surge that I felt that that deep let go and surrender of your cervix. And I remember talking to my cervix as well, letting go. And I actually got that that tip from um, not only my friend, but I remember reading um, in Ina May's book um, a story where she witnessed this lady who was in labour for hours and hours and was told that she might have to move on to the hospital, you know, to to help things along. And she said, no, stop, just give me a moment. And, And Ina witnessed her having a conversation with her cervix and telling it to open and it opened up, you know, and that's where, like, I'm such a believer and such an advocate of just doing this work, um, you know. And, and to talk with your body, learning to connect. And that's it. Dialogue. Your body can listen. Yeah. And I've, you know, I witnessed that with Navy's birth and I, that's why I knew I could do it again. And so with each contraction, just talking to my cervix and feeling it open and telling it to open and relaxing and letting go and then my mantra again was you know I'm an ox I'm an ox and especially when I got into the active birth you know I was right in there on the toilet um and I did you know I I I noticed there was maybe one or two contractions when I didn't say those mantras and I didn't shut down and go deep and and feel myself opening up I would go into a bit of a panic and my breath would be out and I'd have to remind myself, you know, in between the surges to, you know, just keep keep at it, keep at it. And um, you had the comb, the TENS machine, um, and I was getting exhausted by this point. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, um, I felt like I needed something else and the midwife actually, you know, recommended, did you want to try, try the gas, um, which, you know, which I think it was helpful in the way that it just helped me keep my breath. Yeah. Um, so that was that was quite helpful. Um, again, I had a little bit of a feel and I could feel, you know, something was there. And so Dr. Bissett's came in mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, he said it was it time. It was a bottom. Was it a bottom? Yeah, no, that's it. And that's why it was just such a different feeling. Apple, so apple pie. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was in in frank position, which is you know bottom first and and, yeah. and feet up. 
Um, so, you know, Dr. Bissett's came in whilst I was sitting on the toilet and I said, you know, this is, yeah, it's happening. And, you know, the midwife, I asked her, like, can you just have a little bit of a look just to, I don't know what I'm feeling, just to double check. And she said, yep, we're here. And, um, so yeah, Bissett said, all right, let's, um, let's do this. And he, he told us in advance, he said, look, you know, it's really effective, um, you know, with breach, um, you know, to try the birthing stool, let's give that a go, which I was happy to do. So, um, yeah, Bissett's like, strangely enough, well, you know, he, he didn't touch, he didn't touch me the whole time, you know, especially with breached, it's all, you know, hands off. That's right. Um, so he actually guided Andy to sit on the side of the bed and we had the birthing stool on the side and I propped myself up. So pretty much in a, in a deep squat position. So my heels were on the birthing stool. Oh, and wow. I, yeah. yeah, so very deep squat. Even looking back, I actually looked at the photos the other day and I was like, how did I hold that position? It was all the yoga. Andy, you were kind of supporting her and you're yes. where normally a bottom or sit bones would be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. And and uh, Dr. Bissett's actually said to Andy, um, you know, when Andy could feel the contraction starting up, he actually um, guided Andy or asked Andy to to lean forward and to push, you know, yeah. push his chest against my back just to help me with, you know, leaning forward and well, the two hands getting... on the side I was holding onto there. So when the contractions kicked off, then I would pull lean myself forward. that way and that would push down on Corinne. Yeah. yeah. And and obviously so, you know, that helped with, you know, the breach position of yeah. the barber making them come through smoothly. So um, you know, we did that and yeah, her bum came through and she just she actually came through so quickly, you know. I think there was that bum and then the, the the break and I wasn't sure, you know, my goodness, how like how many more contractions, but it was literally with that next contraction, she just came through. Um, wow. you know, and she was popped up on my chest and mm. I did think she hang was, for a moment with her head inside and her body? Yeah, yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah, so her bottom came mm. through and I think she yeah got to the point where it was just her head inside and just hanging there. Obviously, I couldn't see anything, but yeah. um the photos are just next yeah. level. Just, yeah. Um, you know, crazy. And um, you know, she came through and the midwife, you know, caught caught her. Can I just um, say, you know, who caught her? Wasn't it Caitlin, our she birth educator, was in there? Um, no, her? she was there. No, she was taking the photos. I don't think oh, she, she did caught. the photos. No, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think she caught her. No. I think it was the midwife. I Look, think it was, it was midwife, but it was pretty bit of a blur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just have a feeling like Caitlin, our midwife, for the first baby when she registered as a midwife was breached, but I, I don't, wasn't sure if it, she was at your birth, but I wasn't sure if she caught. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, she she came through and they popped her on my chest and I was helped down and um, it was, yeah, a bit overwhelming and um, because, you know, I was guided to, you know, lay back on the bed and, um, you know, it was a little bit overwhelming because I guess the big question was had, you know, twin B, Rocky, had she you know, done a done a turn and um, what we didn't want was um, her to become transverse and laying across because obviously, um, you know, that's uh, we wanted her to engage on the cervix again. And, and But thankfully, you know, I was, you know, laying on the bed. Um, I had ivy on me and I wanted that, you know, really important to try and get that oxytocin, you know, going again to help with the contractions. 
And um, sorry to pause, but you might have to get yeah. mum to okay. or Rocky or do you want to grab her? Um, sorry, one of the surprised. We've been on for like an, over an hour and a half. Uh, well, I did have a good word to them that we were chatting I to you today. So, um, so, yeah, so, you know, Dr. Bissett's whilst I was laying there with, with Ivy, um, they did the ultrasound just to yeah. see where Bub 2 was laying and thankfully... She was still, you know, breached. Um, yeah. So she was in a great position to, to get back up. Um, it it was in my birth plan. I really wanted to see, to be left and just to see if, um, you know, I really wanted my contractions to start again, you know, on their own. Um, but uh, the conversation was that um, I did tear a little bit and I think that was due to, I think, that deep position squat that, that I was in or I feel like that that could have been it and um I guess with the concern with my platelet count being so low um he said look we're really at a point where you know we don't really have time on our side anymore um oh my goodness this this is is miss rocky Rocky, Hi. Hi. I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to pop pop her on to feed her. Yeah, while we she's so gorgeous. Say hi. You're having a big smiles. There's a lot of smiles after waking up. <laughs> she knows what's coming. That's why. Yeah. That's um, time. Take your time. Yeah. So I guess you know that was a change in um you know our our birth plan was you know yeah. I wasn't able to to wait but you know. I understand it was because of my, yeah. you know, platelet count and things. So um, I had the injection to help. Genic oxytocin yes. and a thigh. Yeah, 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 to help, you know, um, kickstart the contractions. Right. Um, so I had that and, you know, I could feel them, you know, starting again. So it was off to, to round two. And at this point I, I do remember saying to Dr. Bissett's probably multiple times, oh, my goodness, I just don't think I have the energy to do this. And I remember, like, holding on tightly to the the um, the gas and yeah. he said, no, Corinne, no, like, let go. Like, this is all you. Like, you've got it. You've done, like, you know, twin A, Ivy's here. Um, you know, this is all you. You've got this. And I, I do actually remember, you know, looking around and at this point there was probably uh, close to 15 people <laughs> Oh. In the room, there was a lot. It felt like a lot. It might not have been fifteen. Let's say, say there's maybe something. Yeah, there's ten. Well, there's probably about ten. Each baby has their own team, really. You know, so each baby has two midwives, two neonatals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, look, to start off with, there is a bit of a team. Um, but I do feel like this was a bit of a um, you know, once in a lifetime experience at the hospital <laughs> or a rare occasion, I should say. Um, having, you know, two twin breach, uh, you know, maybe birth. a few extra people came along just that's to watch it. you think maybe. Yeah, that's it. So it was actually the uh the the head midwife who stayed back. Um she moved to, she moved a couple on and like, I think she may have sensed that yeah. there was a, a bit too much going on in there for us. Um and, and so I think there was a there was a couple I was like, oh, I remember just kind of looking over and it's like, uh yeah, you don't need to be here. You you can go outside type of thing. <laughs> um because it was it was a bit of a bit of a concept to see, you know, no epidural, just a full natural double breached. Um a superwoman do her thing. 
And so I, I remember looking at her and there was a couple that were like, well, you're not really need to be here, so mm-hmm. you can wait outside. So. Hilarious. Um, yeah, so look, and at that point, um, uh, you know, Andy, I handed Ivy over to Andy and um, but then, you know, obviously I needed Andy to be part of, you know, the process to help me with mm-hmm. the contractions and get through and um so you know we handed ivy over and took our position again on the birthing stool and i think it was possibly maybe i don't know i would have to say maybe like four contractions um rocky was um a complete breach so um that you know the the pictures of her, you know, her feet, her bum and her toes poking through. <laughs> wow. Um, is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, yeah, and I just remember just not having any energy left at all, but the only thing that could keep me through was just telling myself I'm an ox, I'm an ox, and wow. we're here. And, um, yeah, I just I just remember, like, I could, I don't, I don't know, like I could have been saying that out loud for all I know. I just remember almost just yelling at that, yelling that mantra at myself, you know, internally just to get me through. Um, and, yeah, she 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 came through and just it was just a, a pretty a, a pretty amazing moment and just that, oh, my goodness, like we're on the other side and we did it. Wow. We so did it. Nice. Yeah, it was it was just amazing. I just almost a part of me, you know, going into this, you know, I knew I could, but unfortunately there was just a lot of this doubt placed on me. And, you know, when she came out, I was just, I was so happy. And I just remember looking at Dr. Bissett's too. And I swear he was just like a proud father moment, (laughs) Um, you know, and just, it was just really beautiful. And, you know, we hopped on the bed and, um, you know, both girls were, you know, placed in my arms and um, yeah, I was just, I was just so proud. And I just remember saying like, yes, like I did it. (laughs) You're a superstar, like full superstar, like fully total rock star. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like the name Rocky, like it just sort of, I know there's like an Italian kind of, what what's that name? Because to me it's such a strong name. Like I think of like. It is. Well, I think for us, like when we when we um, came, we always knew Ivy would be Ivy and she was uh-huh. always our, our little Ivy because we knew she was the, the small above. Uh-huh. Um, but you know with Rocky we came across that name and there was just something just um I guess yeah like you said just something really just unique strong woman vibe totally. you know, that we were getting from that name and we had a couple of other names but we just you know uh, a couple of days later we just yeah no I there's just something about that name that just really resonated with us and I think yeah like you said just that that really just strong independent independent it's It's really strong and independent and you know I just feel like the the names of the girls because of course the children like there's nothing wrong with like having a bit of rage I think or our grief and all these feelings actually when we tune into our babies when we're pregnant they're normally totally fine with it but at the same time they're learning from it yeah I I feel like I was really worried about that too because you know I'm you know I know that babies can sense yeah. you know, what we're going through and 
And that's what I was really worried about as well, that, you know, I was exposing Ivy and Rocky to, you know, a lot of anxiety and, and, and stress and, um, you know, and that's why I just I really wanted to do this for them as well. You know, I, I wanted to give them that rite of passage of, you know, doing this birth the way I wanted. Um, yeah, it was it was for them as well, you know, and I'm just so thankful that I I didn't stop and I advocated for myself and I was able to find, surround myself with people that allowed, you know, this birth to, ha- to happen, you know. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Am I going to meet Ivy now as well? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're so cool. Look at you. you got the so they're, they're very much chalk and, chalk and cheese. They're, they're very different to each other. What size was Rocky when she was born? So Rocky was um, two point. <laughs> Miss smiles, Ivy. She yeah, she'll yeah. smile at like a fly on the wall at anything. Um, so Ivy was two point six nine. Yeah. So that was at you know thirty seven weeks and three days, and 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 Navy at, at you know two days or forty weeks was two point seven. So they were really close, and yeah. Ivy was two point four yep. or something. Four nine or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So you know she was on the smaller side, yeah. but you know she was healthy and happy, and we knew that you know and yeah, um, yeah, and look like they they were great. Um, I was a little bit concerned as well. Um, you know, how they would go coming a little bit early. And that's why, you know, I wanted to kind of push against the system and, you know, going beyond 37 weeks as as much as I could, um, you know, because I knew, you know, every day is that, you know, that extra day of maturing, um, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I wanted to have, you know, as much as I can a positive impact on the feeding afterwards and things. So, look, it, it did, I felt like, you know, the twins coming at 37 although I know you know we, we are told that they are considered at 37 you know full term and mature um yeah no I felt like it was a little bit of work in terms of the breastfeeding but we got there and yeah we're doing great you know it's a huge learning curve having you know having one bub and being able to um you know uh, take turns and take tag team and with twins there's no tag teaming uh, <laughs> we're whole, both, whole new ball game we're, hey. we're both on whole new ball uh, game but yeah um, look we're here and look now now they're um you know five months and they're thriving and look I look back now at our experience and I'm really proud of myself that I stuck to my guns and I worked hard and, you know, searched for the right people to be in my circle. And, yeah, I feel like I'm sure I um, was annoying to some particular people in the hospital system, but, you know, if I didn't, I feel like, you know, our story would have been different. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Corinne, just like it's just mind-blowing. It's just so awesome. It's just everything that... You've just done the inner work and the outer work and it's all just come together. And I was just going to say about the girls' names, I kind of feel like there's this duality, this beauty in the two names. Like Rocky is really strong and independent and unflappable, kind of unshakable energy. But Ivy is like how you were in the system, you know, like Ivy just kind of creeps on in and she like takes over a whole wall before you realize it. Like, she's just like, 
taken over that hospital space and she's got what she wanted, you know, and making it all green and beautiful. And, and that's almost like that right. really both, you know, that's what you did so beautifully together, all of you, you know, yeah. really yeah. beautiful. No, and, um, you know, like you're right, I think, you know, they they are almost, you know, the picture of, you know, the the dance that happened in, in within myself as well and, and you know, the, the story of, you know, how they got here. Yeah, amazing. Thank you for sharing. Is there anything you want to say, Andy, to the dads out there or families out um, there? Oh, yeah, I think. Oh, I, and, again, for me, I, like I, I, I thought, you know, um, I guess being in education and, physical yep. health education, um, kind of living and, and teaching and breathing that for a long time, you know, 15, 20 years. I really thought I I had what I needed to go into it. Um, and, you know, when we went to that 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 weekend there doing the she-birthing course, it was I learned a lot, um, a lot of new knowledge in terms of like techniques and strategies and breathing and things like that. But for me, one of the biggest things is it just not reaffirmed but just, um gave I guess Karin and I just a a real sense of calmness that we're both on the same page and we're both in this together um and having that that knowledge and doing it together um you know I think made it made us stronger as well um yeah you you know it's not just a rite of passage for the female but also for you know men becoming fathers and you know, I think it, it is really important, you know, Andy walked away with, like he said, that knowledge, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he was, he left empowered as well. And in our both, both, both births, you know, Andy was highly involved and um, yeah, yeah, I just think. Definitely. And I, I don't know, I just, I just, and not a newfound respect, but to see, you know, be involved and see Corinne giving birth to, you know, three of our kids, um, just what she could do as mind, body and soul, I just, it blows my mind away. So I don't, I'm just, just in awe, just in an amazement and I, I'm, I'm a very lucky man. Oh, so beautiful. Oh, you guys, I'll have a little cry. I wish I was there to give the babies a cuddle. They're so cute. <laughs> I know. It would have been great to see you before we left Sydney. Um, oh, yeah. You guys did a quick turnaround as well. Hello, oh, we just we were just keen. Look, I think we were in hospital for like maybe four days and we were just keen to get home. So, but, you know, being in the hospital, it, um, we would have people, you know, midwives yeah. that would pop in and say, oh, hi, you know, we just, I just wanted to come in and say, um, you know, what we heard your story and your birth and, you know, thank you and you need to get your story out and, you know, this is why we're here. And I had my one midwife say, you know, she, you know, changed hospitals to work with Dr. Bissett's, um, you know, because he's such an advocate for, um, you know, women and women having choice, you know, in their birth. And, um, you know, she said, you know, I remember her saying, you know, you have to get your story out and, you know, um, it was really awesome what you did. And I I didn't, I was almost like a little bit of a celebrity for the four days in the hospital. <laughs> and I just, yeah. I actually didn't realise just the, you know, what it actually meant to people in the hospital system that, you know, have those values, um, you know, that yourself have, you know, in terms of, you know, empowering women to have a beautiful birth and what that actually means and what's required, 
you know, from the hospital system. Yeah. That's right. That's it. A lot. Well, I think you are going to be a bit of a celebrity when we share this story. So, um, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you all the comments that we get in, in response. And it's so inspiring. And long live she, I say. May she always, you know, come through us and birth us and help us let go and raise our children and with grace and ease and love and all those nights of sleep deprivation, may she always look after us. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm very grateful to, you know, um, go through birth and, um, you know, really connect with her doing that work, which allowed me to connect to her and, um, you know, and it makes going through, you know, uh, other life challenges, you know, knowing that I do have that strength there and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful. I'm thankful for the births that I had. I'm thankful for she birth to, you know, giving me the tools and allowing me to, you know, do that work or knowing the work that needs to be done and allowing me to really connect in and find her. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. I feel like I'm going to let you guys go get your feet on the ground. It's been like two hours of epic birth stories, but we did tell three birth stories in two hours, which is <laughs> and really amazing. So thank you again for sharing. It's been oh, so wonderful. Oh, My dogs are now barking, starting to bark. Hang on. <laughs> I'm Nadine Richardson and you've been listening to The She Births Show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend and leave us a review. We'd love to know what you would like to hear more of. You can find me and my team of amazing doulas and educators at shebirths.com and our awesome community on Instagram and Facebook. Within any good app store, you can download our free pregnancy guide via she births, two separate words and plural, as well as access our range of online courses. Remember when it comes to having a better birth, an easier transition into parenthood, your education is your empowerment. Don't forget to check out the catalogue of previous podcasts and thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show.